Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Okay, so as this is the first ups and downs we've done since everything happened with the WWE releases, I just want to say I hope everybody lands on their feet. They are all so damn talented, and I hate to see it. It absolutely sucks. These are real human beings that are not only losing their livelihoods, but for many of them are losing their dream jobs. I can't even imagine what that does to you mentally. So as always, positive thoughts to them all. You will go out there and you will win. But my name is Simon Miller. Thank you for joining me as always. I hope you're having the best day of your life. So damn good that a newspaper is going to report on it. I go, I knew this was going to happen. But before we get to that moment, it is time to take the finger of power, which is this, and give the good bits an up and the bad bits a down for the latest episode of WWE Smackdown. So was it any good or was it a pile of crap? Let's find out. get into anything i just want to thank you as i always do when you do do this because there was a sign front and center at one point it was just over roman reigns's head that said simon give this an up and i sat there and i laughed and i thought man you people are really nice and as i have told you time and time again if you tell me to do this i shall do this so i give it an up and for those weird people that go simon you should have your own counter for signs no the whole point is you get to control the show and all you got to do is write something on a piece of paper but genuinely, thank you. Roman Reigns is also back on SmackDown this week, so he came out here with the bloodline, and he was telling us the reason he wasn't here last week is because he was holidaying with his wife. I was like, well, that's very personal, Roman. I appreciate it. I hope you had a nice time. He mentioned while all this was great, somebody who isn't having a great time is Brock Lesnar because, of course, he has been suspended and he's been fined $1 million. And I wanted to go, Roman, I really don't think you should worry about this. I'm pretty sure WWE pays Brock Lesnar $1 million every time they call him up on the phone. Sadly, it wasn't all peaches and cream because Roman wasn't happy at all with the fact that Usos had lost last week. And the way we worked the Paul Heyman storyline into this was so good because before we had dropped that bombshell Paul was like oh no I had a thing with Kaylee Braxton and I with Brock Lesnar I handled it and he was like no wise man I'm talking about Jimmy and Jay and the look on Paul Heyman's face fabulous Reigns also wanted to know who got pinned out of Jimmy and Jay because you know to our tribal chief these two are interchangeable and the Usos were so good here because they just pointed at the other as if daddy had just caught them trying to break into the cookie jar so this whole group just works and Jimmy finally admitted yes it was me I'm so sorry please don't chop off my head and then when he did start insulting the new day out came the new day because you know how WWE works you say someone's names poof 
There they are. Woods was also playing with fire here because he was all like, well, I'm the king, so I should be the guy sat at the head of the table. And I was like, Xavier, what are you doing? Roman Reigns will walk down there and he'll start pulling every single one of your fingers off. Look into his eyes, he is not a stable man. It did lead to a challenge, however, Woods versus Jimmy Uso, and we had a stipulation. Because if Jimmy won, Xavier Woods would have to go, oh, Roman Reigns, I acknowledge you. But if Woods won, Jimmy Uso would have to take a knee in front of the king. So I was like, okay, cool. This is a general Zod situation. Reigns then lost his mind and accepted this because again, he is not a stable cat. And this just goes to show that you can have the overly long opening show promo, but if you have worked on your characters and you have worked on your storylines, it just works. Or at least that's how I felt. I mean, you probably could cut it by five minutes, but up. Got a quick recap of everything that has been happening between Sonya Deville, Shayna Baszler, and Naomi, which was handy because it was then Shayna Baszler versus Naomi. But this was kind of interesting, especially when it came to the meat and bones of the things, because Naomi is more of a, I'm going to fly around the place, whereas Shayna is like, I will kill you. I'm a little bit insane. But my big problem, I suppose, with all of this is I still don't understand why Shayna Baszler and Sonya Deville have got together. Unless they just both hate Naomi, which is fine, but why can't you give me some kind of explanation? I mean, I could come on here and say that the answer is potato, and that would be more sensical than anything that WWE has given us. Shayna hit this awesome release German suplex at one point, and then Naomi was flying back with cross bodies and just throwing Shayna into the apron. And at this point, I was like, wait a minute, this match has gone past the three minute mark. And as we know, as of late, WWE hasn't been doing that, so it did tick my box. It was always going to end somewhat silly because we know how this feud has been going. So as soon as Shayna Baszler had locked in the Kira feud a clutch, Naomi was like, no, no, I don't want this to happen. So she kind of reversed the momentum and hit the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. And somewhat surprisingly, she got the one, two, three. It then got a bit rubbish, though, because DeVille just walked out and said some gibberish like, oh, Naomi, you touched the rope during that reversal and therefore the match has to start again and why the referee agreed to this i have no idea but they did and of course Baser then re-locked in the kira Fuda clutch and this time naomi had to tap out i have no idea what the fictional record book is going to say but luckily i don't have to worry about it now what i do enjoy is that we do have some long-term storytelling here and we've worked Shayna baszler into the mix even though again we don't know why and as long as it ends with naomi kicking sonya deville's ass I will be a happy pup. So for now, cautiously optimistic. Up. Roman Reigns was then in the back and he played his nobody can touch me card. Bless this man. Because he was furious about everything the New Day had been doing, especially last week because he was away and therefore not only was Smackdown crap, but it was almost as bad as Raw. And I was just howling. Imagine anybody else said this. Somewhat ironically, they'd probably be fired. Jimmy laughed at that, which was the worst decision he had ever made because Roman looked at him like, I ain't telling jokes here, pal. Don't come into my house and do this. So then Jim got serious. And again, later on, he's going to try not to fall onto his knee. We then had this bizarre interview with Ridge Holland, who literally spent his time going, I love Seamus. Seamus is the greatest man ever. Do you remember when Seamus was WWE champion? That was one of the best moments of my life. So Ridge Holland's gimmick on SmackDown is he loves Sheamus. 
<laughs> Gonna be honest with you, I am very, very excited. We also had another interview with Shotzi, who of course turned heel last week. And to be fair to her, she did have some good points. Because ever since she's arrived on SmackDown, she has never got her tag team title shot that she was meant to get. She has lost her tag team partner. And then last week, she lost another match and she blames it on Sasha Banks. Now, that was kind of a good effort to make us go, oh, you're a bad person. But she's so damn likable. And I think we've got rid of the tank and that will just make you scratch your head. People love the tank. Why would we get rid of it? And then we had more random stuff because Mansoor was teaming with Cesaro. And as ever, nobody bothered to provide an explanation. However, Cesaro has a track record of being thrown into random tag teams and just making them work. And we can add another one to that list because this whole thing was great. They were also facing Humberto Guerrero and Angel Garza, who I think now are just called Carrillo and Garza because, you know, when you get into WWE, the name demon will come along and steal it away. And if you just want to watch some good old-fashioned wrestling for five minutes, go and watch this. And it was all basic stuff, but it worked because Carrillo and Garza worked over Mansoor for a little bit, but then he warmed up his hand and he got the hot tag to Cesaro. And when the cis Superman was in there, flub me, did he run wild. Because he was hitting so many uppercuts, I half expected Humberto's head to just come clean off his neck and when he hit his spring bird twisting one honestly i almost wrote a poem because i was so inspired i mean the man is so good that if you came in here right now and told me that he had gone to a witch and he had sold his free will for wrestling powers i would totally believe you and i don't even know what that means he also grabbed gaza in the giant swings where everybody was loving it and even though Carrillo tried to stop that mansoor was then back and this is kind of where it all went bad. Because Azara got rocked with a super kick and then he kind of went clashing into Mansoor. And then when he turned around, he got hit with his double drop kick thingamajig and he lost. He got pinned for the three. And we are getting to that point where I'm going to have to reintroduce the Swiss stock meter, which was a thing we used to have that documented how much Cesaro lost because he is losing a lot again. But honestly, in terms of just enjoying and being entertained by a match, this did a very good job. We then had more of these bizarre backstage interviews and over the last few weeks, SmackDown has been doing this a lot. Because Jeff Hardy was chatting when all of a sudden he decided to introduce us to Aaliyah. And then Sami Zayn arrived and he went, oh, Aaliyah, it's really great to see you. And while you are dressed quite nicely, why don't you go and put on a pantsuit? I mean, this felt like one of those skits you get at WrestleMania with the legends where they all just say and do really, really odd things. I'm not sure what this was meant to achieve but I know that it didn't. Drew McIntyre then continued his open challenge tour and thank everything and good grief that he is because this week it was answered by Ricochet and while they only got a few minutes, fub me, this was tremendous. Imagine they had 10. Began with Rick slapping Drew right around the face too. So it was like, oh man, we're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. And then they just did exactly what you would want them to do because Drew McIntyre was throwing Ricochet around and Ricochet was breaking the laws of physics. He can do things that nobody else can do. I just sat there so baffled. I was like, okay, cool. We're doing stuff with Drew McIntyre. I like it. But why aren't we doing more with Ricochet? He is quite literally breaking the space-time continuum. There's also this crazy bit where McIntyre caught Ricochet in midair and just slammed him on the floor. And that looked like it sucked. And at this point, we zoomed to the back when we had a quick interview with Mustafa Ali, who, yes, was watching this Mac on a television at the strangest angle you've ever seen in your life. Like, he was quite literally like this, as if he was going to play some baseball or something. I will never get it, but Secretly, I love it. Ricochet was then hitting springboard cross bodies and standing shooting star presses like this was nothing. And then <laughs> we got to the finish. Because Ricochet was like, I know what I can finish Drew McIntyre off with. A moonsault off the second rope. But Drew preempted this. 
he ran across the ring and he claymored Ricochet as he was basically in the rotation. This was nuts. So McIntyre had done it, the power plant had won it, Ricochet was also dead. Truly, truly brilliant this. Talking about a juxtaposition too, because as soon as we were done, we zoomed to the back again, where we had the New Day and Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods called Kayla Braxton the town gossip. So that's it. This is the best King gimmick we've had in ages. We also saw Ali go and talk to Ricochet and said, hey man, we should be a tag team. Ricochet said, no, I don't want to be a tag team with you. I think you're utter scum. So now I think we may be going back to the Mustafa Ali versus Ricochet feud. And I'm just going to stand here and cross my fingers and hope this happens. Because sometimes WWE doesn't do this stuff and it breaks my heart, but I need this in my life. In reality too, what Rick actually said was, no, you're a jerk. So now also very excited because I need a fight where one person is mad and the other person called him a jerk. Baron Corbin's happy talk was next. I'm just going to be completely honest with you. I am totally biased towards this because Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss are the goofiest characters ever. And it just works for me. I mean, the whole thing is just so silly, but that's the entire point. And they spent the whole time here going, Ash is getting like a more Rick Booze. What a couple of morons. And do you know who else are morons? Our official guests right now, the Viking Raiders, who then did make their re-debut on SmackDown. And what a way to come in. The whole point here as well is that Mad Cat Moss especially was like, man, these two dudes aren't happy at all. Which just made me chuckle away. Because what kind of feuds are we starting with WWE? One guy got called a jerk. Then two other guys said, well, you're not very happy. I don't know what world I'm living in. Eric and Ivar weren't in a great mood at all, though. So they did challenge these two to a match. And while the match itself was all right... It had a stupid, stupid finish. And like I say, it wasn't bad in any sense. Every single guy was playing their roles really well. But as soon as Mad Cat Moss and Happy Corbin were having their asses kicked, they just went, well, I don't want to have a fight anymore. And they left and they got counted out. And this would have worked if we didn't have screwy finishes all the time, but we just have screwy finishes all the time. And it really wears you out. Okay, imagine you watched a football game or a baseball game or an American football game or whatever, and every single single one didn't end with a winner and a loser. You would get bored. It's got to that point where I'm starting to get a little bit bored. So down. I do want to make it clear that I enjoy these gimmicks, but every now and then you are allowed to go, hey, you guys, you'll be losing tonight, and then just find a way to tie it into a story. It is literally happening in sports all of the time. Sami Zayn was then back in the back, because all he seems to do now is have conversations with people. And on this occasion, he decided to talk to Hit Row. And this was strange straight away, because B-Fab wasn't there, but nobody explained where the hell she'd gone. And Sami's big problem with them was that they didn't have a very good entrance. So they went, went, well, Sammy, why don't you go show us how to do an entrance? And my brain was hurting because I was like, what the flub is going on? As such, Sammy Zayn did do his entrance to his new entrance music, which isn't very good, or at least nowhere near as good as his original one. And yeah, he was dancing and he was throwing himself around and it was kind of funny. But then Hit Row was meant to do their entrance, but they just kind of went, Sammy Zayn, you suck. And I really didn't understand who this was for. And I know I'm the king of goofiness, but even this felt a little bit too goofy for me and the fans didn't really know what to do. And I suppose it is good because I feel like we're going to do some sort of Hit Row versus Sami Zayn feud and that will be good. But in terms of a segment, this one was a hit and a miss and it's getting it down. We then saw the Usos getting all pumped up, ready for their match before their day was ruined. And Roman Reigns went, I'm really sorry, I won't be coming to ringside. And then it was time for our main event, which was Jimmy Uso versus Xavier Woods 
in a Superman 2 match. They just did their thing and had a really good bout too. And honestly, Xavier Woods is just my favorite person in the world. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Just go on his social media to figure out why he is doing this. But he was going for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment straight away. I just love him so, so much. Jimmy also went for a flying nothing later on, which Shaw Woods kick him straight in the face, and then they were trading moves like they were Pokemon cards. I mean, there was a crossbody from Xavier, there was an Enziguri from Jimmy, and then there was a chin lock so the crowd could go, New Day rocks, New Day rocks. It worked. And as for the finish, well, we can go back to what we said earlier, because it all revolved around the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. It ain't just a catchphrase, it is damn well true. Because after Jimmy had gone for his own surprise roll-up and Jay had done that thing where he puts his feet on his brother's back, the referee saw this and went, I am not going to let this stand. I mean, this is the most obvious thing I've ever seen in my life. So that kind of caused a separation between the two. So Xavier was like, well, I know what I'll do. I'll hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. And he got the one, two, three. And this meant we were about to have a general Zod situation. Like, seriously, Jimmy was like, oh, I don't want to go down. I don't want to go down. And before he was able to, here was the flipping head of the table. He flew in out of nowhere and started busting everybody with Superman punches and spears. And this is when the bloodline just put a beating on the New Day. To the point, when they were done, Roman went to Xavier and said, I'll show you who's king if you do turn up next week. And that to me says we may be doing Reigns versus Woods. And I am all about that. It's also really interesting to see this whole feud taking priority at the moment, especially because Roman doesn't have a singles feud for his universal title. But I think this is WWE, if you can believe it, actually showing patience. Because surely it is going to be Drew McIntyre, but right now he's building up his win-loss record. Like, it really can be that easy. And overall, it is getting it up. It also brought us to the end of SmackDown, which I still stand by the fact is a very easy-to-watch show. It certainly helps that it's only two hours opposed to Raw's awful horrible three so yes it shall have it up now please do leave a comment below and let us know what you thought about last night's episode of smackdown like the video share the video and subscribe but don't do that with your hands it makes you weird head over to whatculture.com where we will keep you up to date with all the latest wrestling news make sure you come follow us on social media and we have loads of videos probably like a thousand two thousand three thousand see if you can watch them all my name is Simon from what culture do not forget that aew rampage ups and downs will also be up today and i will see you then or on another video. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.